This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Unwinding and welcome back to part two or not welcome back, but welcome to part two with my beautiful therapist that I adore. We are doing a part two on all things heartbreak, heartbreak and putting yourself out there and a little bit on what just happened with me and anxiety and intuition and red flags and butterflies and everything like that and I think you guys are going to love this episode whether you're heartbroken or not you're going to find something in here that you need to hear I promise you and I can't wait for you guys to listen and if you haven't listened to part one I highly recommend that one as well you guys absolutely loved that episode and it's one of my favorites for sure so make sure you listen to that as well but enjoy part two let us know what you think tag us if you're listening I love to see when you guys are listening and hope you guys have a beautiful weekend welcome back hi so happy to be back everybody officially fell in love with you after our first episode which i knew was gonna happen and we had to come back and talk about dating and relationships and we were always gonna do a dating and relationship episode but if you guys have heard the last few episodes you know the absolute fuckery that went on in my life the last few weeks and so now I'm even more excited to talk about this and obviously there might be a little more of an emphasis on like uh red flags healing that whole that whole thing so I guess before we jump into it I would love to hear kind of like we did in the first episode of like not before and after but like before and during so like When we would talk about dating, when I first started to see you, what was the tone? What, what was I like sounding like? It was like, it was, it was a dead topic. We were not talking about dating actually. (laughs) Really? I feel like we, I feel like I would say like, oh, like I want to date, but like, I just, I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. But what I mean was there wasn't really anything going on. There wasn't anything happening and, um, you were really not open to it. You, you wanted love in your life. You wanted a relationship, but you didn't want, you didn't want the risks that were involved in pursuing that kind of connection. So I think what, what I remember about the tone of those conversations was um, like me trying to convince you to date and you <laughs> and you really being afraid to it was like you were very comfortable staying home in your cozies in like the safety of your apartment with Ollie and um like with your like girl crew that you would hang out with and you really just didn't want the exposure risk of letting someone in, of 
potentially dealing with, you know, insecurity. Will I be approved of? Will I be liked? Will I be loved? Will I be valued? Um, And I think that you were really struggling with feeling all of that within yourself. Like, am I enough? Am I good enough? Am I worthy? Am I, do I approve of myself? Do I love myself enough? And I think that the journey was really getting you to a place where you felt stronger within yourself to then be able to sort of like hedge those risks of vulnerability and, you know, opening your heart. I think also a huge misconception, and I would love to hear your take on this, because obviously we talked about this so much, but I think I always thought, and I would say this to you, is like, I can't do X, Y, and Z. In this case, let's enter dating. I can't date because I don't even love myself. So how on earth would I like present this to the world? But I think a huge misconception is that you you can do both. Like you can you can work on loving yourself, but you you're also allowed to like still experience things like that in your life. Right? Absolutely. I think, you know, nothing you can't compartmentalize your own personal evolution and, you know, the development of your own self-love. Um, you can't compartmentalize that from, you know, forging relationships and bonds with other people. Yeah. I th- I think though that the the relationship with yourself has to be healthy enough and healed enough for you to end up in those other relationships for you to end up in a healthy viable relationship with another person. So it's not like you need to wait until you're like fully whole and you know completely right. you know aligned in self-love to date. But knowing that you know, however much work remains in that department, if there's like a really big gap there, it's unlikely that you're going to find and end up in a really healthy, viable relationship. So it's important to be sort of like paying attention to that and where you need to lean into working on acceptance, self-love, being your own best friend before you're able to bridge and really build the kind of romantic bond that you crave with another person what do you say so it's hard right because so I did a whole episode on what happened and the reason I did that was because I had introduced this man on my Instagram and on different podcasts and and he was like a character right like I yes I I introduced him to my audience and I would share like the fun moments the happy moments the lavish gestures the trips this that and then if it would have ended in a different way maybe I wouldn't have done the whole thing that I did as in like share about it so much and share so much of why and what happened but because of the ending what did I did I tell you everything I don't remember um we texted a little bit about it yeah I didn't get all the details, but I did get the broad strokes of, you know, how you found out that he was right. a fraud and the betrayal. Right. And, right. But, but okay. I, I didn't get the nitty gritty and I haven't had a chance to listen to like the full. No, you're fine. You're download. Totally fine. So, I mean, it, I'll tell you the details after, because honestly, there's so many details that I didn't even include in that episode because I'm like, you know what? Like, does it make the story 10 times worse? Absolutely. But Am I 
even though I was so disrespected, I'm not going to lay out people's like dirty details like that. I'm going to talk about what happened to me. And those details don't change the fact of what happened. And the the fact of what happened is that I was so fucking fooled. Like I have never been that fooled in my whole life. And to the point where it's like now, like, yeah, I was sad. Obviously I was shocked. I was, holy shit. I couldn't believe it. I felt like I was in a movie, spoke to the woman twice We had a full, we had like an hour and a half conversation a few days after everything that happened. She called me and had, we had the huge conversation where we both just like told basically like timelines of, you know, everything that was happening. And we both connected so many dots and forget, I forget what my point was with this. Oh, so, you know, it's like, I feel sad, but if anything, I feel like I have, I've never felt so like sick. Like I feel like sick to my stomach because in my head, I'm like, I can't believe there are people out there that can just like compulsively lie like that, like day in and day out and like lie to the people in your life and lie and, and do it so seamlessly, but yet also seem like the most genuine soul. Like, you know Mm. me. And I feel like I'm a very good judge of character. Like this made me like question like what the fuck like what you know what i mean because i know when i'm i'm i know when i'm dealing with the fuck boy i know when i'm dealing with a guy who's going to break my heart i you know like you know you know when something is good for you and did i think there was a lot of baggage absolutely did i think that would ultimately break it off absolutely but in my head and i said this in the podcast is to me i kept saying he's worth the mess because I've never met such a pure soul. Mm. Right. So it's like, then this happens. And then how are you not left feeling like a fool? You know what I mean? Like that. So I just feel like I have never been played like that in my whole life. And sharing it made me realize that this shit happens to so many people. Mm -hmm. Like so many women have been sharing their stories with me and telling me like, Oh my God, this and this, and this, and like so many people have situations like this. So, you know, what do you say to somebody who had their trust broken so heavily and they're now fucking terrified? Yeah. So the first thing it's, it's such a betrayal, right? And what you don't want to do is betray yourself. So the last thing that you should be saying to yourself is I'm such a fool because don't make his wrongs make you wrong. Right. Right. So he, the story of him and his, because clearly this is not a normal person. I don't, I mean, I right? don't understand how someone has the time for that or right, the not fucking- a normal not a normal like it's just like not a good person not a normal person so don't make his sickness about you and I know that that's easier said than done but I think that you need to catch yourself in any criticism any self-criticism here because this guy is obviously a master at his craft Mm -hmm. an incredibly manipulative person Yeah. Right. So the main things that I would want you to be saying to yourself and thinking are things that sound like gentle, you know, gentleness and compassion for yourself for being sort of like caught in the web. 
it's sort of like it can happen to anybody. There was somebody that um, shared a story with me recently about really being played and sending someone an extraordinary amount of money, obviously a very different situation, but um, someone who sees herself as like, you know, very savvy and street smart and all of this and like really got scammed out of a significant amount of money. The conversation is actually similar. It's like, don't make yourself wrong that you got caught in the web of someone who was very manipulative and um, dangerous, right? Like it can happen to anybody. It doesn't make you wrong or naive or, or a fool, right? It's um, this person was very skillful in convincing you of a version of himself that he was not. Con artist, man. Con artist. So that's, that's the first thing is like, can you, can you notice when you go into that? I was played. I'm such a fool into that narrative. And can you shift that to, this really sucks that this happened and it could have happened to anybody. Right. And, you know, I got to know this person and trusted him and opened my heart to him. And I, I really didn't detect that he was who he, who he really is. And that's just awful, but it doesn't make you a fool. It makes him a master manipulator. It's so hard to not take things personally when it's something so personal. Yes. And but so that's, that's the work. That's like the work is, is really um, not blaming yourself or shaming yourself. And, right. and that sort of leads into the second part of your question, which is like, how do I move forward without fear in terms of getting back in the arena? And I think that, and we could talk a bit about healing and all of that. But I think that just like anything in life, if you, if you let a bad experience stop you, you punish, you, you know, it's sort of like the best revenge is happiness, right? So, you know, what a shame would it be if after this heartbreak, if you hold up and hid yourself from the world? Right now, that doesn't mean that you're ready tomorrow to go do whatever, or maybe you are, but like, it's not about time per se. It's about recognizing that you, what you want to be careful of is not creating beliefs about a specific person, general beliefs about one person. So elaborate, elaborate on that. Right. So like, for instance, a person could take this experience and go to the place of like, I can't trust anybody. All men are scum. Um, I am not safe. These like broad general beliefs. What I want you to practice is keeping your thoughts about this specific to Mr. Gray, that this is an example of him and his behavior and how it affected me. But he is not a representative of the entire male race species. That's a great point. Um, that can be applied to anything. Anything. Really, to any anything. shitty friendship or any, yes. anything. Any experience will affect us and it might make us more, you know, once bitten, twice shy, right? Or we might right. be more anxious, more have our guard up be more cautious and caution is different than 
a like a fortress building or built around you right yeah. like having caution and maybe what will what that will mean is the next time you start dating again you um take things a little slower you want to spend more time really getting to know the person before you are even more vulnerable with them or develop more intimacy or 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 right but it's something that I to interrupt you really quick and I think you'll be happy about this development is you know how I would always tell you like I love long distance like I love long distance because then I don't have to see them all the time and I have my space fuck that shit I'm done (laughs) I'm done like I swear the last three men I've dated have all been long distance and I think God is literally being like what part of this do you not understand this is not for you like this is the sign you've been waiting for. It's the sign. And I'm not knocking yeah. that. I'm not saying that doesn't work. I don't know what your situation is. Whoever's listening, don't take offense to this. I'm saying me as the anxious human that I am, it just that does not work. It does not work. I mean, it definitely adds to question marks when you're not in the same city, right? And you're not really yeah. sure. Are they where they say they are? Who well, are they now I just, where are they? It's not even that. It's just now I would never be able to, I like, I'm not going to say never, but like in this moment and in these next probably months, like I will not be able to do that. There's no part of me that would have been able to do that or be able to do that. Like, absolutely not. Unless it like started somewhere in the same space and then it moved or some shit. I don't know. All I'm saying is. Not for me. I also think that at the time that you were interested in these long distance relationships, it was another avoidance strategy of you keeping people at arm's length and like managing that and managing your exposure to the person, managing how much of you they get to see and get to know. And really, you were able to curate that in a way. And I think that that served its purpose at the time. But I honestly think that you have, like, and I shared this with you when we did speak after, like, the fallout. I actually believe that, not to put a silver lining on it, but Mr. Gray served a purpose in your life that was positive. And I think that, thank you, and next. <laughs> I know. No, Not I, thank I, I you know. for the heartache or thank you for how, how this blew up and how he ended up like getting ousted from your life but thank you for really getting you off the bench having experiences where you know even if they were you know we we can't really say much about these experiences because now they're sort of tainted with the falsehood of it all but having experiences that made you realize that it's fun to put yourself out there actually it Obviously, I'm a mess right now, but it made me realize like, wow, I think I actually do want like a nice, healthy relationship in my life, but maybe in the same city. <laughs> like, yeah, but, like, but truly, like, I thought I couldn't do that. Like, I, I just, I, I was voice owning a really good friend last night and I was telling her like, you know, because she was like, this is a blessing. Like, this is a blessing. Like, you were so protected. Like, you were divinely protected from this fucker and I'm like I get it I know like everything everybody's saying to me I get it I I know it doesn't take away from the fact that it feels like shit though but absolutely but I said to her like you know one of the cool things like 
you know, if it's not love, it's a lesson, right? So like, what are the lessons? And this is something that I don't know if you have any other questions that somebody who's going through a heartache can ask themselves, but that's the biggest one for me is like, what can I take from this? Right. Yeah. And it's like, I realize like I I'm worthy of like a beautiful relationship. I I saw myself do things that I haven't done. I saw myself care for somebody in a way that I, you know, hadn't seen in a really long time or even just like have the capacity to do stuff like that. Like I would have never in my life thought I could have like a guy over here the whole weekend in my apartment. Like are you fucking kidding me? Someone in my sacred space? Like absolutely mm-hmm. not. And I was wanting it. Like I actually wanted it. I never yeah. thought I could do that. So that's cool, right? Like, so was cool. it the worst person to do it with? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that that's what you're pulling, right? It's like, oh, this has awakened in me the desire yeah. for, for the healthy version of this type of connection, right? Like for the real, authentic, honest, loving, genuine version of this do you think there's like a in your experience I know healing after heartbreak isn't a linear thing but in your experience have you seen it to be like this like pattern of emotions or is there like something that you see typically happens or what do you think about that yeah I mean I think for everyone it's a bit different um but there are sort of stages Mm -hmm. of that, that sort of people go through in any kind of grief process. And when, you, when you're dealing with heartbreak, it's grief. It's actually not that different from death, from like grieving the death of somebody. So there are like distinct stages that follow. Like this is very sort of like, not psychology 101, but this is like psych theory yeah. of stages of grief. I don't know if she was a psychologist or a researcher, um, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who who is not not living anymore, but known for this sort of grief cycle that starts with denial and then moves into um, anger and then bargaining and then like sadness or like depression and then acceptance. So, and you don't necessarily go through them linearly, but like these different emotional states that tend to be a part of everybody's like experience with grief. I don't know if that answers the question. Like whatever you're feeling, this is what I, this is what I really feel about loss and heartbreak and grief is whatever you're feeling is fair and right. And allow it, Mm -hmm. allow yourself to feel, to go through, right. Whatever it is that you're feeling and make room for those emotions to to come and to pass through you because that is actually how you resolve the pain. Like that is how you get to the other side of the heartbreak and move on and like rebuild like Iron Man or whatever. You just let yourself feel what you're feeling at any given moment on any given day without judgment and without criticism, but just allowing for yourself to have your experience of this loss. I feel like there's a part of me that feels annoying and I feel like people will understand this because you know we 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 talk about the ending of a relationship we talk about oh I was in love and now I got heartbroken but what about when you're not in love with someone and you still get your heart broken or what about when you're you know I wasn't in a relationship like he wasn't my boyfriend 
but we were seeing each other for like six months and I wasn't in love with him, but I cared a lot about him and I still am feeling all these things. And it's like, I almost feel like I need to like, not defend myself in a way, but it's like, you get what I'm trying to say? Like everything is fair. Like everything is fair. Right. So it doesn't matter. This is all semantics. Like these are all labels. Like you had feelings for this person and there was a massive betrayal. And the, the reality as you knew it was like ripped out from under you. It doesn't matter how long you were with him, whether you were in love or in like, whether you thought you were marrying, like it, none of that, that's all just detail. Yeah. Right? The point is, is that you cared about this person and he hurt you. There's no need to justify or explain or, you know, everything is fair. It's also fair if you're like, don't care, moving on and feel very little. Like there are no rules. It's like, however you feel is valid. I love that. I, and I'm sure somebody needed to hear that because I think nowadays there, you know, have you heard the term situationships? Have you heard of that? No. So that's what I think I was in. It's a situationship. It's like this thing that like, you know, it's like not a relationship because by <laughs> definition, a relationship is like has a label. So it's like a situationship that you're in. So I think it's like, you know, that man that wasn't your man, but that was your man. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, and we don't talk about that enough. How like, I don't know. I think like, I've said this before as well. And I don't, I don't think that how long you've known someone or how, how long you spend with somebody, I don't think that defines how hurt you're allowed to feel or not. Right. It's like those friends that you meet, that you met, that you met one night and now you're like, oh my God, your heart doesn't have like a calendar. Like, right. You know, your heart doesn't know that it's been 108 days or like a thousand and eight days. Like it doesn't matter. Your heart just feels all of this stuff, all of this stuff that you're saying, like that I'm sure a lot of people feel is like, but I've only this and I don't, and I shouldn't this and I shouldn't. It's like you're shoulding, you're shouldn'ting, and you're in your head now. It's becoming yeah. an intellectual process. Pain and betrayal and loss and heartbreak is not intellectual. It's not, it's, it's all the language of the heart. You can't turn it in to a rational, reasonable, l- logical experience. Let's talk about butterflies and feeling anxious probably more so in the beginning stages of something new so you know I have a lot of anxious queens that are listening and (laughs) that's something that I struggle with am I just being anxious or is this my intuition telling me something is wrong oh how do we how do we separate that if we even can sometimes this is such a good question I love this question My best answer to this is intuition shows up on the scene first. Elaborate. Your initial feeling about something is your intuition. It's the thing that bubbles up first. What comes in after is the noise of your thoughts. Your job is to really listen to your first, you know how they say like when you're taking tests at school, like go with your first answer. Yeah. It's sort of like that, like go with your first answer and trust your first answer 
what comes after that is noise. It's, it's your mind, your initial impression about a thing, a person, a given situation as time goes on is your intuitive knowing. And what if you've spiraled and you can't remember like what your first thought was like, you know what I mean? Like what if you're in, I don't, you're like in too deep into a thought and you're spiraling and you're like, now I don't even know what I feel because now I'm like, am I just being anxious about it? Or was I really, or was my first thought just like dragging me down? Like what? Yeah. I mean, obviously like as time goes on, they intersect and they start to like, you know, become a tangled ball of yarn and it's hard to really know how to pull it apart. I think writing about how you feel is a good strategy to find clarity and to be able to separate your your anxiety queen voice from (laughs) truth. And what I mean by truth is like, you might not know the truth of who this person is, but your own truth about how you feel, right? So when we talk about like, just to try to make, this is very abstract. So try to make this a little bit more concrete. Like a lot of your anxiety around dating has been around fear of putting yourself out there. And like all of us, like wanting love, wanting acceptance, wanting approval and not wanting to be rejected, wanting to feel good enough and be with someone who you believe is a match for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that your anxieties have been around being afraid to let someone in and really let someone know you and run that risk of run the risks around that. And I think recognizing those thoughts as anxiety and avoidance versus, you know, what some of these other intuitive kinds of thoughts might be or kinds of feelings around maybe I'm actually, maybe this is okay. Maybe I'm actually safe to continue to explore this or you will have, you know, both. You will have um, you can have your anxious thoughts that are about your fears and you can have a jittery feeling that is an intuitive no. One of the things that I also learned from this is how strong my intuition is. However, how I, when I don't want to listen to what it's saying, I cover it up as, mm. oh, that's anxiety. Yeah, love this. Okay, so there's a couple of things here. When your anxiety knocks, freaking answer the door. Because every time, I'll just speak from my own life experience. Like every time that I have pushed down or silenced my intuitive knowing, I have made a mess. I have made the wrong choice. I have in some way betrayed myself. And every time I've opened the door and been like, okay, here you are. I'm going to listen. It's been the right call. Every time. Pay attention to that and pay attention to what it is that you are like not wanting to listen to and why. Why am I making that my anxiety when it really feels like just my truth? The other thing that I just wanted to pull back to is you were talking about butterflies and I feel like I need to say a word about that because like butterflies are such a fun, like it's an anxious feeling, but it's like a good anxious, like that should feel good. That should feel exciting 
like the the flip side of of anxiety in early stages of relationships is excitement and it feels very similar to anxiety actually it's mm-hmm. but i would call it like anticipation however i'm like it's del- like it's fun okay and like it's not fun if you're still feeling that 6 months in like that's a red flag okay so ang- butterflies are about early stages. Sure, you still want to look at your guy or gal or whoever like and be like, ooh, like get that little moment of like, hmm. That's different than that early butterflies of like, oh my God, where like what's happening and not sure where I stand yet. And like, where is this going? And what are we getting, you know, what's gonna happen? Right. That is a short-lived stage. And if you're experiencing that like many months in, that's actually kind of uncomfortable, right? That's like, I don't know where I stand. I don't feel secure with this person. Um, Like, I'm not saying that little butterfly, like when they look at you or like you have that little flirty moment, like you want to feel a little something. But I'm saying that that feeling of that anxious quality, that is in early stages. And if you're feeling it longer term, like that is not part of a more evolved and developed relationship. And it's a myth, I think, that we can maintain and sustain that feeling. Like, in my experience, like, that's not part of mature love. Like, there are ways that you get that moment in mature love, but, like, love develops and there are other amazing, beautiful things that unfold and we leave butterflies in the early stage. Like, there's other beautiful things that we get in the later stages, but... Speaking of, like, a misconception... What's another one that sticks out to you that has been perpetuated by, I don't know, the media, movies, social media, something that sticks out to you? There's so many. Um, The main ones that come to me are like, there's no such thing as a soulmate. Like Mm. we have millions of like hundreds of thousands of soulmates. The other thing is time. There's no time schedule for love. You know, I can't tell you how many people I speak with who are like, but I'm this age and I still haven't met the person and time is passing. And what if I, what if it doesn't, right? And there's so much that I want and I'm, you know, I'm late to the party and right. But there is no, there's no timeline on love. You, I firmly believe that everything that happens in your life is right on time Mm -hmm. and arrives like not to sound woo woo, but I do really believe that people and opportunities and things and experiences come into your life when you are right to receive them. I totally agree. And the more you can surrender that time frame, it's almost like, you know, when you release the struggle of it, everything will flow. Right? Like the more you can really work on letting go of these ideas of when love should come and when you should be settled down by and da 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 da. In my life, I was I was one of these like late to the party people, right? Like I um, actually was married once before and it was the wrong person. I got married in my early thirties to the wrong person, and then I met my husband in my late thirties and had my first child six weeks before I turned 40 and my second at 41 and a half. Right. And honestly, 
right on time for me. So just realizing that, you know, don't compare, don't look at what other people are doing and when they're doing it, and just trust that you are on your journey and it's unfolding exactly as it should, exactly in the time that it should. And and everything you want is out there waiting for you. Really try to live in that faith place versus a fearful place of what if it doesn't happen for me. I was listening to a podcast about dating the other day and he said such a cool concept that I'm like, I'm totally going to steal that because he said, you know, if you are in this position where you like, you want to meet somebody, you know, you know what you want, you are working on yourself, you're filling up your life. Like, you know, you're like, you're living, but you're also craving intimacy, right? He was like, how would you act today? If I told you that in five months, let's just say five months, that in five months, you're going to meet an incredible person that you're going to have a relationship with. How would you act today? Like, how would you act until, until then? Like, if you already knew that was going to happen, how would you act? Would you act differently? Would you do more? Would you, I don't know, whatever it is. And I want to hear what you think about that. But in my head, I'm like, I kind of love that. Love because it it's too. also, it's like, it's like that trusting thing. And if you have to lie to yourself and say it and say like, you know what? I'm meeting my person in five months, whatever. Like whatever you have to do to be your best self and not like put yourself on pause until that happens. And that's like a mistake I made for so many of my twenties. Like it sucks. You know, I love this idea. And I also love, um, this, the concept of the law of attraction, right? So yeah. If you're in this place of like operating from a place of lack and a place Mm -hmm. of like what you don't have and what you need and what you want, like you're in this negative pole and what you're going to, and this might sound a little magical thinking, but like actually what you are putting out is what you get back, right? In everything in life, what you put in, you get out, what you put out, you get back. Everything is a reflection. So if you're putting out all this lack and sort of like negative energy around that, you are not going to be attracting anything all too wonderful. You'll be attracting more of that. Mm-hmm. But if you like tend to yourself, like the period of time from when I ended my first marriage until I met my now husband was like difficult in many ways, but also beautiful years <laughs> that where I really spent time doing everything I loved. Yeah. I spent time with friends. I did a little traveling. I swam every morning. I did yoga. I did all the things that made me feel amazing. And I reveled in my freedom and in my the sanctuary of my own emotional space. And, um, and from that beautiful place that I was able to get to within myself, I met like the person that I was supposed to be with all along. Right. So I think it's sort of like recognizing that when you, when you are your best self, you become a magnet for the mirror of that you begin to attract 
people and things that are on that frequency, right? So I don't remember where we started and how we got here, but what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's, it's, it's what I believe it's, it's sort of like my message that I am trying to scream from the rooftops in everything that I'm doing. Courageous self-love. Love the shit out of yourself and watch the magic that unfolds in your life. There's nothing I can add to that. Like that was the most beautiful way to end this conversation. And I think everybody needs to rewind the last five minutes and listen to it again. If you're hurting or you're healing, or even if you're not, because truly that's when my life started to change. When I started doing that. And I'm not, I, I, I know I haven't even tapped into it yet fully. It's all still unfolding for you, but we've all been able to witness the beginning of that blossoming and um, it's beautiful. And it's, I just can't wait to see how you continue to evolve in that way. <sighs> One day at a time. <laughs> One step at a time. It's all yeah. good. And you know what? It's like remembering that you are a gem. You are a precious, precious jewel. Hold yourself in that high regard through all of this, through the low moments and through the ups that are coming next. Thank you. I love that. I love this so much. Love this conversation. So needed. And by the looks of my DMs and the stories that you guys have been telling me, I think we all need this right now. So it's crazy how things happen and things work. And, you know, it's also crazy to me like that this whole thing, this whole shit show happened like literally a day before New Year's. In my head, I was like, thank you, God. Like, thank you, because not that I'm like a New Year resolution kind of bitch. I used to be, not anymore. <laughs> but I was like, thank you, because can you imagine? Like, that would have sucked. Like, it's still tainted the beginning of my year, I'm not gonna lie. But at least it's more like I'm cleaning up right now and I'm not like in the middle of it. Well, I mean, I guess I am, but you get what I'm trying no, to say. No, like that chapter you left in 2021. Like right. the chapter closed. Now you're yeah. you're in the rebuild. As, as soon as yeah. that, like, what's the word? Like the ax came down there, that was the yes. end of it. Like you were immediately right. the next breath in the rebuild. And um, so, yes, I agree. Like, I, I I actually remember having that thought that I was glad that it was, that the timing of it, that there is something significant around, um, you know, the calendar year and so. that it's just fresh slate, starting fresh, out with the old, in with the new, next. Amen. Thank you, next. <laughs> Okay. And like, can I do a psychological assessment on the next guy so that I can like vet him (laughs) and tell you whether this is a person who has potential psychopathic tendencies or if he is a green light go? I, (laughs) yes, like absolutely yes. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.